It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, November 2nd. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Six people have tested positive for the coronavirus in Sitka over Halloween weekend. Four new cases were reported on Saturday and two were reported on Sunday, according to the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. According to the state's COVID hub, 18 cases have been reported in the last week, keeping Sitka at a high alert level. Sitka's alert level will be downgraded when fewer than nine cases are reported over a seven-day period. In an email to KCAW, DHSS Representative Clinton Bennett said there have been no new coronavirus cases reported at the Sitka Pioneer Home. In late October, seven residents and five staff members tested positive for the virus. Testing of staff and residents will continue this week. As of last Friday, no active cases were tied to the Sitka School District. Renewable energy is gaining momentum in the U.S., but oil and gas will remain the country's major sources of energy for at least the next three decades. That's according to the Alaska Oil and Gas Association, or AYOGA, AYOGA Executive Director Kara Moriarty presented for the Sitka Chamber of Commerce's Fall Speaker Series last week. Moriarty painted a picture of the oil and gas industry as having been diminished by decreased demand, restrictive federal policies, and uncertainties in the state's production taxes. Although it's the largest economic engine in the state, the industry is not huge by national standards. And you can see that Alaska is currently sitting fourth in production. Uh, Ironically, we also are 4% of all U.S. production today. Um, Certainly not where we used to be, and especially considering um, the U.S. is still the largest producer of oil and gas. Not sure how long that's going to remain, but but for now we are. And Alaska is currently only 4% of that. The state's production tax scheme has been brought into sharper focus in recent years since it's tied to wholesale prices for oil. When those prices crashed in 2020, the state found itself with little revenue and owing companies production credits. Moriarty said the industry pulled its weight in other ways. But it just highlights that even in a year where we had no income tax or very little income tax, we're still contributing about $2 billion a year to, st- to the state government as well as local governments through the form of property tax. Moriarty said the recent turnaround in prices has been welcome and should benefit the state financially. The spike in consumer prices is the result of high demand and limited supply as people resume more normal economic activities. Moriarty cited industry research suggesting that demand for oil and gas would remain strong for the next 30 years, despite a global transition to renewable energy sources. She said that Alaska's North Slope remains the mother load. There is a lot of oil that remains on the North Slope. In total, not counting uh, the Chukchi Sea and the Beaufort Sea, Um, offshore. If you just look at the existing fields and what we think remains um, onshore, we think it's about 14 billion barrels of oil. And to compare, we've produced about 18 billion and counting from the North Slope. So there, the, the oil remains. So the best news for Alaska is demand remains for the next 30 to 40 years. Investment is needed to meet that demand. 
there's not enough identified sources to meet that demand globally, and we have really good rocks. So those are the, the things I'm, I, I can share today. Moriarty also reminded the Sitka Chamber of the oil and gas industry's contribution to the state's permanent fund. The dividend program is now about 40 years old. Residents who have received all 40 checks, she said, have accrued $46,000 in payments so far. A Bristol Bay health executive fired last year after suggesting the coronavirus was a political conspiracy is now running Ketchikan's Tribal Health Clinic. As KRBD's Eric Stone reports, tribal officials say they have full confidence in the seasoned executive. Leisha Scottford was chief operating officer for the Bristol Bay Area Health Corporation until March 2020. That's when the Dillingham-based executive emailed colleagues downplaying the pandemic and suggesting it was a government conspiracy. Her views were swiftly condemned and she was fired soon afterwards. Earlier this year, Scottford was hired to lead Ketchikan Indian Communities Health Clinic. KIC Tribal Administrator Randy Williams says Scottford was hired by the previous administrator. Williams took over the job last month. But he told KRBD he has confidence in her as the tribe's health clinic administrator, overseeing health care for Ketchikan's Alaska Native community. You know, everybody's attitude changed a little bit, right? I mean, I got to admit, even mine changed a little bit. Uh, You know, at first we're thinking, you know, how grievous is this, this, this pandemic that's happening? Because it wasn't really attacking us here in Ketchikan as much. And then all of a sudden, everybody knew what it meant. And I think, you know, I think Leisha now knows what it means and, and would have a, a significantly different opinion about COVID, like we all do. Scottford did not return phone and email messages left Friday. The tribe's elected leader referred most questions about Scottford's employment to the tribal administrator. Tribal Council President Gloria Burns says the day-to-day running of tribal government is up to the administrator. Tribal Council was not involved in hiring that person. Uh, the the hiring of Leisha, who comes with a lot of experience, uh, you know, um, but that she she was uh, she was hired by administration. Burns added that Ketchikan's federally recognized tribe takes COVID-19 seriously and strictly enforces mitigation measures. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. Southeast Alaska's salmon harvest was over four times more than last year's. That's according to a preliminary report from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game released on Monday. Commercial fishermen in Southeast harvested 58 million salmon across the five species this year. Almost 7 million chum salmon, 48 million pinks, 1.5 million coho, 1.1 million sockeye, and 216,000 king salmon. That's a market improvement in harvest for every species. Even the embattled southeast king salmon had a commercial harvest increase of more than 16,000 fish. In total, commercial salmon fishermen in the region caught and sold 44 million more salmon than last year. A new thrift store is serving the frugal shoppers of Skagway. Just like the white elephant in Sitka, it's staffed by volunteers and run as a nonprofit. Its goal is to serve the community by reducing waste and providing a hidden cache of discount gems to discover. KHNS's Mike Swayze reports. The kitchen sink is the brainchild of a group of local residents that wanted to bring a cheap shopping option to Skagway and a better way to reuse and recycle. The store first got its start at the Eagles Club in Skagway last fall and was sponsored by the Ladies Auxiliary and Gold Rush Productions. 
This summer, they moved locations and transitioned away from the Eagles organization. They are now operating under the Skagway Development Corporation's Community Development Program. As founder Jesse Baker tells it, they're hoping that's a stepping stone toward independence. We are fiscally sponsored for up to three years till we can become our own nonprofit. So that's our future for the short term is to um, do all the work to become a nonprofit. We're We're slowly kind of putting together a board of directors and just starting to piece things together. The SDC also helps the team with grant writing and bookkeeping. Baker says the big picture goal is to continue to help the community. Skagway needs a thrift store. Hopefully we will have a seasonal population and that's when the need becomes even more. People don't have to buy pots and pans every time they come up here or, you know, plates or, you know, a coat. (laughs) Currently, the store is well stocked with men's and women's clothes, winter coats, scarves, books, some outdoor gear and even Halloween costumes. We have two Halloween sections. We have a lot of stuff in the front room, and we also have some costume material in our newest back room that we just just started using because we have too much stuff. On a tour of the facility, I found a hot dog outfit, an eagle mask, and a Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz costume. We had a lot of old sweet tooth outfits donated. So there's a lot of old timey costumes along with some fun new things but it's their kitchen section that sells the fastest. That's the one thing that seems to be the high turnover here. As you can see, we have a lot of clothes. They go not fast enough. The store also worked out a deal with Skagway's Presbyterian Church to help people in need find warm winter clothing. The church brought all their winter coats over and we went through them and took the best ones, which was about half of them. Now if someone goes to the Presbyterian Church looking for a coat, they will give them a voucher and they can come to us and get a free coat. For now, they don't individually price items, but are hoping to move that direction in the near future. Baker says they kind of use a group pricing structure. T-shirts, like anywhere from 3 to $5. Coats, the nicer coats are like 10 to 20 Kind of depends on what it is. If it's a nice winter coat or if it's just like a thin fleece. She says some folks do haggle, but not many. She'd rather see the item get sold than sit on the shelf so it's not discouraged. Though they are open four days a week, Baker says they may have to reduce their hours this winter. This winter is going to be interesting and hopefully, hopefully we make enough money to pay our bills. In the meantime, volunteers are helping to sort donated clothes. They make sure zippers work and items are clean. And for items that don't make the cut, there's a free box out front for people to help themselves to 24-7. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.